Welcome to Beyond Camp, a podcast for summer camp directors and leaders by Go Camp Pro. Beyond Camp explores the intersection of camp and the rest of our lives. Camp professionals know that all aspects of our lives affect our camp experience. And Beyond Camp is here to dive into the messy, brave, and joyous conversations that surround that fact. Check out our show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. Welcome to another Beyond Camp mini pod with Cassie and Rachel. Today, we're going to talk about that badge of honor that we all like to wear of, wow, I've worked so hard even as we're falling over um, with exhaustion. Cassie, do you have a better way of describing that? I was going to add on, but we keep working anyways. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you talk to a staff or to another person, you're like, oh my goodness, I've worked for 33 days straight, or I was up for 19 hours yesterday. Um, And somebody says, why don't you take a nap? And you're like, no, I'm going to just power through as, you know, you or the staff member tosses back another cup of coffee and sort of walks off and staggers to the next thing that they're doing. So often. Uh, And I would, I'm guilty of it too. I think we're all guilty of it. And you know, but I think it's a problem. Let's start there. Yes. I think it's a problem. I don't know. It, it definitely, I agree completely. And I'm like, why do we put ourselves in this state of applauding our exhaustion? Well, I think we turn it into a competition, like how hard can we work? And I think camp folks pride themselves on their work ethic, which is fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. And I always say to my staff who are going to get other jobs elsewhere, I'm always like, you know, you've worked at camp, like you have a good work ethic, you're going to impress your supervisor at your next job. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's like a commonly understood thing that you've worked at camp, you work hard. But we turn into this competition of like, well, I've worked harder than you have, or I've stayed up later yeah. than you have, or I've had a more stressful summer than you had. Um, mm-hmm. like after the summer, you like exchange stories and it's always like, I won because I had like the most chaos happen. <laughs> but just me, I swear. Like, I feel like that happens. Like people want to brag about the amount of stress that they've dealt with because they want to prove that they can deal with it. Or who had the biggest emergency happen in the middle of their summer, right? Like at that peak point, what was the highest level of exhaustion you hit and what else, what else happened at that exact moment? We've all had those moments, you know, where the stove's, <laughs> the pilot light keeps going out and the fridges aren't running and you're out all night with an ambulance and now your partner is called crying about something and you don't have time for that. Wait, was that just me? Oh, that was a terrible day. We've all had those days. <laughs> I think mine involves a bear and um, a, uh, a missing camper procedure. And mm. um, I'm sure there was something wrong with dinner too. <laughs> of course. And so I think sometimes we almost set this expectation of our staff that they'll quote earn their stripes. Um, and I think, I feel yeah. like that's an old phrase, um, but that idea that like, well, you have to earn it. Like if you want to be full-time staff or you want to move up, like you have to earn it and you just got to work, like work mm-hmm. yourself to the bone. Um, and I think that that's dangerous and not healthy. It is. And I think we, as like more seasoned camp pros need to help set a better example for the new and younger generations coming up. Like that it's okay to take a step back, that it's okay to say you're not okay and that you're tired. Yeah. And I want to come back to that in a moment of how we can role model that. But one other thing I want to touch on is that for staff that are coming into camp, um, we say that we want to open our camps up to more folks working at camp. Well, let's understand what it means to be able to work 19 days or 18 day, 18 hour days, you know, for several days in a row, like not everybody's mm-hmm. capable of that. Um, and it excludes people, um, for a variety of reasons, like maybe they're not physically capable of that. Maybe they have uh, something in their lives that requires them to get a good amount of sleep uh, to maintain their mental health, let's say. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's so many, like there's physical health conditions that require a decent sleep pattern. Um, and we all know that camp isn't always going to give you that, but I, we need to be realistic about how often we're expecting people to work and the ways they're working. Um, and also understanding that we're for constantly be like, oh, can you work through your day off? Can we shift this around? That we are ignoring other parts of people's lives uh, and we're not seeing them as a whole person. I think there's a big thing too of like, I know I always did it, but on my days off, I found myself running errands for the next week of camp, mm-hmm. right? You'd take that day off to make sure you had everything you needed because that's all you had. And mm-hmm. that's that's really just not okay. Yeah. And we talk about on Beyond Camp about how we're exploring the intersection of camp in our lives. Well, part of that intersectionality is that we have these different identities. And so when mm-hmm. camp staff say, oh, I booked this day off because I have a concert, that's important to them for their relationships or their friendships, or I have a cultural event, or I have a wedding, or I have a religious thing I need to go to. Like Those are all very valid. And promoting this idea that we will skip those things or push those things off just so we can be at camp ignores those identities of our staff. Oh, definitely. And I think it leaves us disconnected with ourselves because of that. And maybe why some, so many of us struggle when camp no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Because we have ignored those parts of our lives um, yeah. <laughs> for so long, which is problematic. So let's flip over to the, how can we role model this? Because you were just starting to get into that, Cassie. Yeah, definitely. I honestly, I don't know how we can role model it, but it's more of a, we need to role model it. We need to adjust what we're doing now to help the next generation. Mm -hmm. We need to be intentional in our language. Uh, We need to, so much so as like, I'm going to bed now and saying that out loud in front of other people, right? Mm -hmm. Letting them know that it's okay to go to bed. You do not have to stay up late. Your campers are asleep. Go to sleep right? It's okay, but you need to make sure you have that balance of social time as well. But I think sometimes, especially frontline staff feel guilty for going to bed and not socializing with their peers. Yes. And I think we need to talk about the words that we're using. So not just doing things. It's great that we're going to bed early, but saying to our staff, hey, this is my night that I'm choosing to go to bed early. These are the list of reasons why you can wake me up. Or I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Um, so here are the steps I've taken. I've delegated these couple of tasks. Mm-hmm. I've scheduled this other task for tomorrow. So now I can take some time to de-stress or take care of myself. And I think that that's really important is that we're showing people that there's ways to cope with all of the things that are keeping you from resting and taking care of yourself, because I think that's where staff miss the mark. Oh, yes. As you said that, I was like, yes, definitely. Like, I never think of it as a, these are all the things I've moved around to make this happen for Mm -hmm. me but it's verbalizing that could be so important to understanding and growing I think it teaches our young leaders what that means because you also can't run away from your responsibilities Mm -hmm. we all know that camp moves at a thousand miles a minute it seems um so the option of just being like I'm just gonna hit pause and like go to bed or leave camp for 24 hours and come back isn't always an option we know that Um, And I think sometimes there's a lot of stress in that of like, well, if I don't get it done, it's not going to get done. So I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to get this done. Um, But teaching them how to delegate, how to ask for help, uh, how to hit pause in constructive ways so they aren't more stressed when they come back to work is important. Yeah, that asking for help one is so important. Some people are overly good at it and others have to learn that skill. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I think the way that we ask for help is important as well. Um, you know, because we want people to ask for help before they get to that point where they're falling over with exhaustion. Yes. Um, and I think I, I pitched something once, um, Acronym to my staff about asking for help in the same way that we set smart goals. So, like your ask for help needs to be specific, something that's measurable, um, something you're asking somebody who can actually do that. Like, don't ask mm-hmm. your junior counselor, your leadership staff to inspect the ropes course because they aren't going to be able to. Um, yes. <laughs> it needs to be like a realistic thing. You've asked them to do something that can be completed in amount of time or whatever and then timely you're not you're setting a deadline so being like hey cassie can you help me with this task uh in the next four hours for example yeah. because i think that also makes it easier to give that help as well yeah the other thing i'm thinking of is i have an activity that i typically play or do with my staff for asking for help to help them understand the emotions that they go through to build up to that frustration level where they kind of break and stop functioning mm-hmm. in some ways um if you're interested in it, reach out because if I say it out loud, it ruins the activity mm. uh, for some. Because <laughs> there is like a little a little tweak to it that you have to be aware of. But if you know that tweak, then it, it ruins the intention of the activity. But you have to be able to like work your way through those emotions and understand where that emotional state is when you don't ask for help and where you are willing to ask for help, mm-hmm. so that. You and identify what that's like and what it feels like so that you don't get there and you understand that you need to do it before that. Mm-hmm, exactly. So then it also makes me think, and I say this because I'm training dogs right now, so I vary into the positive reinforcement piece, um, except for when I lose my patience, but mostly positive <laughs> reinforcement. So we all lose our patience with our staff sometimes, but let's think about the positive reinforcement. Somebody once told me that the best way to train a dog is to reward their good behavior that you're just happening to see during the day. And that's like the biggest thing we're missing in dog training. Um, And I think it's the same thing uh, with our staff is that are we rewarding good time management? Are we rewarding great scheduling? Are we rewarding delegating things? Um, And are we using intentional language to recognize those things so that we aren't subtly being like, oh, this staff is incredible because they can function on five hours of sleep. Or we're saying actually this staff is incredible because they have great to-do lists and they delegate um, and they ask for help. We need to fix that because I think, I think we are going about it wrong because, you know, the people who stand out typically are the people who go above and beyond, which typically means they aren't they are carrying that badge of honor. But I think we can go above and beyond without Out, yeah. overwork yourselves. And also there are going to be times where we have to overwork ourselves. We're going to be tired because I think that's the nature of camp. But then how do we recover from that? I think the recovery side of that is just as important as the ability to work those long hours when needed. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's not a badge of honor to work those hours, right? It's, it doesn't prove our worth. Mm-hmm that we worked that we worked that to get the job done, but our, our beings need to come first, our personal, everything, body wellness. Well, and also let's just talk about the fact that you can only be productive for so long. And when it's 2am, chances are you're not hitting your stride. Um, Or if you are, you're going to have to sleep tomorrow morning. Like there's Human bodies need to sleep. You can only have great productive (laughs) time for so long. Yeah. You need to compromise in some way with yourself. Yeah. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap up here. Folks, reward positive behavior that isn't staying up all night to get something done. Reward the delegation, reward scheduling, reward asking for help, and role model that for 
uh, your staff and we'll all be better because of it. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Beyond Camp is a part of GoCamp Pro and the GoCamp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a GoCamp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better. 